See It or Screw It is a spoiler-heavy show. If that's an issue for you, then you can currently stream the 2022 Hellraiser on Hulu. If it's not an issue for you, then on with the show. Welcome to See It or Screw It. My name's TJ Davis. It's he, him pronouns. I don't know where I was going with that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I did like the, the grand entrance of yourself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Emily, go. Okay. Uh, I am Emily Schick. My pronouns are she and her. Uh, Yay, Liam. Yay, Liam. Hi, I'm Liam Anderson. My pronouns are he, him. And Uh, for, like, I don't know if this is really our final Shocktober. 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 (laughs) Emily, you gotta do it. Yeah, Emily, come on. Give us your best Shocktober. Shocktober. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but like in essence, this is going to be like a preview of what our bonus episodes will be. There'll be like new releases and typically be like much closer to when this is actually released. Cause today's movie is Hellraiser, the 2022 one. Um, yep. and like it did come out on October 7th and we're releasing this on the 31st as like a Halloween special bonus. So, uh, you know, if, if you're sad and lonely and have nothing to do on this Tuesday, hope you enjoy listening to us talk about the newest Hellraiser movie. But yeah, we're talking about the newest Hellraiser movie that came out on Hulu. <laughs> mm-hmm. Does anybody want to give a synopsis? Or should I go to, should I like pull up Hulu and just read off of their synopsis? That'll be funny. Read off I, I remember yeah. it being like yeah, really shitty. <laughs> yeah. I I feel like the... I. I uh, I have a thought, but yeah, yeah, finish your thing because I actually want to. Well, I remember that like their description started off with a reimagining of yeah, a reimagining is never a reinvention of Clive Barker's 1987 horror classic from director David Bruckner, in which a young woman struggling with addiction comes into possession of an ancient puzzle box, unaware that it that it that its purpose is to summon the Cenobites, a group of sadistic supernatural beings from another dimension. Like, I guess. Sure. Yeah, that's not really telling me anything, though. Well, honestly, like, that's why I wanted to read off of that, because to try and describe what this movie's about is kind of difficult. Because, yeah, it's about a young woman struggling with addiction, but, like... Yes, like, that's objectively true. But, but... like, her struggle with addiction doesn't really play any part in this movie. Uh, no, like it, it really it doesn't, doesn't matter. It doesn't. Um, Which is such a weird, like, framing device, too. Well, I, and... I think it was mostly a framing device just to get all of the other involved people uh, involved. Like, sure. Uh, all right, I, so maybe because... that brings me right into, like, one of my complaints immediately about this movie. Is it works really well. Like, the second half of it, I think, works really well as, like, almost a haunted house movie. And I wish that they just uh, got to that faster that. instead of getting instead of like taking 50 minutes to introduce us to a bunch of characters that ultimately we don't really give a shit about any of them. That's, no, that's fair. <laughs> yeah. this, this movie does build up for the sake of doing build up. I felt like. Oh, totally. like they were like, oh, this is how to write a movie. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. But like then if you're going to give me characters then make me give a shit about those characters, if you're going to try and build them up instead of just making them one dimensional archetypes. Yeah. Right. No, totally agree. Yeah, no. I mean, I uh, I agree with you. There's just 
the characters were not well fleshed out. There weren't really a lot of stakes for me. It was like, oh, cool, uh, that guy. Oh man, that looks painful. Oh right. gee, that's that's like, a bummer like a about weird, that guy. Like a weird budget version of uh, what's the fucking movie Saw? Like they tried to do Saw for a little bit of it that didn't make any sense. Yeah, I kind of didn't understand that. I was like, it feels like you're just pulling like various tropes, which I, I don't really like or enjoy. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I would agree with that. And, and like it doesn't help that like you don't really get to a good like a satisfying death until um I don't know, the female friend of the van. I I forget their name. Like I forget all their names because all their names are pretty sure, forgettable. Right. Like really mm-hmm. the standout of this movie are the Cenobites and their design. Because like there's some yeah. rad ass design in there. No, visually it's very appealing. It's just like they they were just like oh we'll like flesh out the story in our focus groups. Don't worry about that. Yeah, which is disappointing because yeah. like you can tell that there's some fantastic effects work. I really like a lot of the direction. I just mm-hmm. wish that mm-hmm. I don't know the script was either the tighter was or good. more interesting. Yeah. Oh yeah, I'll buy that. But yeah, uh, it, the script is like. Again, yeah, the main problem with this, which is kind of a big problem, but like it was it was pretty to watch. I mean, I liked a lot of the shot choices. It's like yeah, you're right. It's it's visually really interesting, but like Right. No, absolutely. I'm, but it's like, just it's but like, it really uh, suffers from them not knowing what to do with it. Yeah. But like yeah, clearly her addiction was just a framing device for why she would have been in an apartment with her brother, his boyfriend, and their and their roommate. Which is like, that's a really shitty way to do it, too. Oh, that's a really shitty way to do it. But the other reason they made her an addict, or it, like a recovering addict, was because it introduced, uh, uh, spoilers, shitbag, who ended up, uh, you know, turning out to be totally in on this whole thing with, you know, crazy rich guy. Yeah. Oh my God. Spoiler. Also crazy rich guy is like the only dude that I recognize. I didn't even look him up on IMDb, so I don't know the fuck I recognize him from, but like it's Goran Viznich. Uh, He is probably the most recognizable person in my mind from ER. Oh, that's why. That's probably why I know him. Yeah. He's like, like, how the money have fallen back or something. (laughs) But, uh, but like his name's really unique because you know Croatian and stuff. But like, also he looks the same as he did in ER. Uh, I where how what kind of like the good what drugs. kind of magical <laughs> the good, yeah, the good say, drugs magical anti aging serum that like only actors have access to or something. I don't know. He's the real life Dorian Gray. Yeah. Oh yeah, we just can't know what imaginable hor- unimaginable horrors he's, he's got to, <laughs> to maintain. It would, it would, you wouldn't believe me if I told you. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. like, all right. So back to their description. Back to the Hulu description. I, I like. I take issue with it being a reimagining of Clive Barker's 1987 Hellraiser movie. It would have yeah, been but, better if it was a reimagining of his story, The Hellbound Heart. Like it, it yeah. exists within that you know Hellraiser universe, but it's not right. a reimagining of that story. Unless you consider right. that, like, Roland Voigt, I guess, is similar in some ways to um, Frank from the original story and movie. You know, at, like, seeking seeking pleasure, but not really yeah. understanding what their meaning of pleasure is. 
Because, like, when he gets right. the Leviathan configuration that grants him his wish, <laughs> uh, he, he chooses liminal, which is sensation. So he gets, like, a thing shoved through his torso that's just, like, spinning around his nerves at random intervals. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that they're, sounds they're... like the worst thing I could possibly imagine. Yeah. <sighs> I don't know. Pa- power looked pretty bad at the end there. It did, but still better than that other thing. What were you saying, Liam? Oh, I had something. I, I totally forgot. I, I, I really want to talk about that. Like every movie by the comparison, by the standard. It's, I, I heard this point on a, actually on another podcast years ago talking about the Joker movie that every movie compared to like 10 years ago is a technical masterpiece and movies all suck now. Yeah, yeah. I would agree with that. Yeah. It's a visually, it's a technical masterpiece, but you're just like, yeah, but who gives a shit? It sucks. Yeah, because Joker, mm-hmm. I think, you know, direction wise, it's really attractive. I really wish that in his edit, he had any idea of what he was trying to say with the movie instead of just making a really attractive movie. Like Joaquin Phoenix's performance is fantastic in it, but like, right. what am I really supposed to be feeling about him? Am I supposed to want to emulate him? Am I supposed to feel sympathy for him? Like, what am I supposed to be feeling when it comes to that character? Like visually right, exactly. it's an attractive movie, but it has similar issues to this of like, it doesn't know what it wants it doesn't to know do. What it's trying script. to say. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Does it have anything to say at all? Like kind of doesn't feel like it, honestly. And I like the first Hellraiser, but this is just kind of feels very empty to me. It does. Again, like compared, it's just not as compelling. Visually, yeah. it's. I think it's gorgeous. Like I love. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. I no love argument. the design. I love like some of the uh, new, uh, some of the new Cenobites that we get. I love some of the throwback Cenobites that we get. Like I think a Jamie Clayton's uh, Pinhead is fantastic in this. And fuck anybody on the internet who's like Pinhead can't be a woman, because like I specifically like. I reread the Hellbound Heart yesterday, so it's still pretty fresh in my head. And the the person with the grid face and the pins in their head has a breathy, airy voice, that of a woman's, or that of a girl's, is how it's specifically said. So, fuck you, internet. Plus, they're all supposed to be kind of androgynous anyway. (laughs) Except for their Chadra redesign that you can't really see it well because you only get, like, one full-on shot of him and it's kind of dark. But he has, like, a dick attachment. Oh, I didn't even notice that. (laughs) Yeah. You you can only see it in, like, one shot before he, like, gets torn apart. But that tear apart, also fucking rad. (laughs) Oh, yeah. And, like, I loved how their, like, MC Escher Dark World would sort of slide into ours. I thought that, that was really cool. Like, especially the uh, the one in the van, I think, was the coolest. Oh, yeah. That had, like, the back door of the van pulling out, but then also had her pulling back from the front of the van until she was just left alone in darkness of this realm. Like, that's some really rad direction. <laughs> it is. No, it was it like yeah, it, it very. I have no complaints visually, none, no, none whatsoever, no, none at all. Yeah, like, I wish it had either a stronger lines, script or like, was thirty minutes shorter. Uh, like, yeah, g- I'll give buy, me a I'll reason for it being two hours because like there's no I, reason for it to be two hours. This is sort of a a thing I felt 
often is that I, I think one of the defining things that makes a horror movie very good is being able, especially for the genre of horror, being able to do it in like a tight hour and a half mm-hmm. to me is yes. like the perfect length for a horror movie. And I feel like every fucking movie this is not exclusive to horror now is just like like three fucking hours long. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'm wrong, but it just feels like every fucking movie now, regardless of genre, is three fucking hours long. No, I would agree with that. I mean, it's like really rare to run into something that's, you know, 90 minutes or two hours. Some unless two it's hours, like, it feels like, you yeah. know, a kid's movie usually. And even then, I've seen kids' movies running up to like 215. It's like, what fucking six year old wants to sit there for two hours and 15 right. minutes watching a movie? None. None. <laughs> I mean, maybe if they're at home and they it takes them like a like four hours to watch a two and a half hour movie because they like need breaks. Right. Well, I mean, it takes but me I, like it takes me like four hours to watch like a two and a half hour movie because I need breaks. Like, I, yeah, watched, gotta um, go smoke. <laughs> yeah, like I remember watching um, Matt Reeves's Batman or the Batman, and like Ugh. I didn't hate it. It's just way too fucking it long. It, just, it plods. It just plods. Yeah. They all There's no plod need now. for it to be yeah. three fucking hours. No, yeah. that's, that's my, my sort of, it's a dual complaint, which is A, movies are too long now, but B, the sort of art of, of and I wonder if it's a re, uh, like because of streaming services, the art of pacing movies is gone. Yeah. I, I agree with that. Like, there is, a, there's an elegance to brevity that people have seemed to uh, forget. Right. And it's like, it's the same thing as, you know, reading somebody's essay and being like, you can take out like a third of these sentences. They're not necessary. Like, (laughs) it's like, maybe you should do the same thing with movie scripts. Well, too often, uh, especially like the overly indulgent directors, uh, I'm looking in the direction of like Christopher Nolan. Uh, I'm looking in the direction of like Quentin Tarantino. Mm-hmm. Where, I mean, Tarantino, I think, used to do better when Sally was still alive. But uh, without her as his editor, he's just. It's just plotting. Yeah. And now he has the sort of like uh, cachet where people are like, oh, his movies are really good. And he's and he believes he really has something to say in every shot and every. I love when it just feels like the president's just driven past my house. Yeah. (laughs) Like, that's the thing. I love a lot of his shot choices. It's just. Me too. I just. Like. I too love feet. Hateful Eight. Well, (laughs) Hateful (laughs) Eight is an attractive movie, but I will probably never watch it again. Nope. No, I'll I'll buy that wholeheartedly. Also, he hates Yeah, I've actually never seen it. It's worth watching Mm. once. So maybe I will watch it again with you. But um, maybe I can torture somebody else. We'll see. Yeah, I mean, and it has Kurt Russell, so I should like it. <laughs> sure. I, I mean, if is, you you know it's bad if Kurt Russell can't even like. If make Kurt Russell possible. can't save you, you don't. Yeah. Oh, the, the yeah. cast in Hateful Eight's fantastic. Like you'd fucking love yeah. it too, Em, because like uh, Walton Goggins is in there. Uh, oh Fucking man. Sam Jackson's in there. Like a bunch mm-hmm. of other people too, and like it's it's well acted it's well directed it's well written but it's it's like three fucking hours long long. tarantino loves himself in tarantino yeah yeah no i like that's kind of one of the problems i think is that especially when a director gets big and gets a lot of uh clout but also then people 
just giving them loving tongue baths everywhere they turn yes. and uh, ceasing to be honest with them because they want to uh, be continue basking in their glory or whatever. Uh, you just end up with. Well, you don't tell Steven Spielberg have... no. <laughs> yeah, right. you have no. You the directors have no checks and balances left. Like they they have no one no, who's willing should, to be honest. They're accountable to themselves them. and no one else. Yeah, and that's really bad for humans in general. Like you know, you can think that you're the the best person ever who would never be, never end up in that position. But like, I would be willing to bet that just about everybody would at least let it go to their head somewhat. Oh, sure. Like it's just not. I think it's... that's that's pretty much beyond a shadow of a doubt, frankly. But but that's kind yeah. of my problem. One of the big problems with the Hollywood system is you just like you have these people who have no honest feedback. Right. Well, I feel like David Bruckner does get honest feedback. Well, maybe less so because like his last movie before this was the night house, which if you haven't seen that, it's a good movie. It's a really good movie. Um, Highly recommended to anybody out there, but like, it's another one of those movies that I'm not sure if I would ever rewatch. I probably would once more. Sure. But like, it was a really good movie, really taut in like that was 147, but it still felt really tight. Everything felt on purpose. You know? Sure. No, that's exactly my point. It, like that's that's you're exactly right. You're hitting exactly what I'm saying. I know we're not really talking about Hellraiser, but like I think this is a really good platform for like what's wrong when we just dump content for the sake of, of content, basically. Exactly. Like and especially if you're going to, you know, quote unquote, reimagine or whatever oh, a movie that, that was like actually solid in the first place. Like, I mean, it's not like a masterpiece. It's one, you know, that's, like, that's one of the best written movies of all time. But damn, doesn't it's more compelling be. than this. Yeah, well, it doesn't need to be, but it needs Hellraiser, to be. All right, let me look it up real fast. Because I feel like the original Hellraiser is like a nice tight, like maybe 98 minutes. It's ninety. So maybe I that's. I just looked it up. So it, maybe that's why. Minutes, yeah, ninety-four. Yeah. It cut, it's like what happens if you cut all the bullshit from this movie? Like, it because it's tighter, so it doesn't need to be as, uh, I don't know, uh, in depth with its character development. It it was it was easy. It got away with it more easily because you know it wasn't. It doesn't have a ton of bloat. Yeah, its but, story moves along at yeah. a fairly decent pace. Like it's got a beginning, like, a middle, gonna... and an end. Whereas this, like, has a beginning and an end, kind of. Like yeah. your first like, fifty. Well, I guess like your first seven minutes when you're in the past before you cut to the six years later it is like your first act, and then like the next forty-eight minutes is your second act, and then like the last hour and ten is your third. Like, yeah. <laughs> That's 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 a lot. That's too much. It's yeah, it's just yeah, but especially if you're going to, you know, remake a movie that has is like enough desire from people still to actually justify a remake, maybe don't fuck it up this bad. Yeah. Like try harder with your script. Like, you know, yes, I'm glad you got the visuals right, but like that wasn't the only important thing. Right. Like you, you exactly. would have been better 
either calling this a sequel like it's not it's not a reboot it's not it's a not reimagining. a re- it, it, more like, or less it is a more, it is a sequel well yeah it's it, more right. of a sequel it, it, it takes place within the hellraiser universe exactly right. it's just not doug bradley or um you know one of the other awful from those last two that uh i think new line rushed out so that they could still keep the ip <laughs> but like there were two like like this is the 11th Hellraiser movie, I think. Wow. Fucking Christ. Yeah. And, and like one, one and two, I think are fantastic. Like, honestly, I'm more of a fan of Hellbound than I am of the original Hellraiser. But I think that Shenard is one of my favorite Cenobite designs. Got a mm-hmm. big, like, 24 inch tall model of it. It's rad as fuck. <laughs> it is rad as fuck. I can confirm. Uh, but then, like, three, three is, like, eh. Four, I still really like, but, like, it's also Hellraiser in space. So draw your conclusions. It was the, it was the mid-90s. We were putting everything in space. We had Leprechaun in space. We had Jason in you know space. We had Leprechaun in space. <laughs> you know we had Leprechaun in space. Thank you, TJ. We had forgotten that those existed. Yeah, was, I hate that we should watch. We should watch Leprechaun in Space. Uh, I, yes. I hate that we never oh, got. God. Um, oh, we'll make Dan watch it too. Oh yeah, Love definitely. That. We need to make Dan watch uh, that. I hate that we never got Freddy Krueger in space. That would have been rad. Even in yeah. space, you can't outrun your dreams, or you can't outrun your nightmares. Some some cheesy Jesus bad Christ. line like that. Yeah. Leprechaun 4 in space. That's literally the name of the movie. <laughs> yep. Oh my god. Uh, and then I think the Leprechaun 5 is into hood. Leprechaun in the hood. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Leprechaun 16. Ice Leprechaun harder. Oh yeah. <laughs> like that's wow, probably more worth watching. Money at that point, huh? And Coolio's in it. <laughs> oh fuck, man. Oh god damn it. Uh, yeah. But yeah, uh, 5 through 10 of hellraiser is uh pretty goddamn spotty that there is one that has lance hedrickson that's not awful but like they're they're mostly bad i mean the best one i guess would be the fifth one it's got like dean winter as the like abusive husband to uh, ashley lawrence being back in her original character from the first two so that was cool but it was still a really bad movie. No one needed this fucking movie. Is my is the thing I keep coming back to. I think yeah, people no one wanted needed it. this. Like yeah, as, people did want it. Fans, as fans a, of Hellraiser are real yeah, serious. As a fan of the Hellraiser universe, because yes, I have seen every single one of these movies at least once. Uh, as you a fan of the Hellraiser universe, like I was super stoked for this movie, and I think that. Ultimately, my biggest problem with it is, is that they cared more about the visuals than the vibe. Like, like, yeah, it's, it's not even like sexy, though, because like, that's the original Hellraiser is like, it's sexy and dangerous and you kind of grossed out, but like, still kind of turned on by your gross out of it. I don't know. Like maybe you're, maybe no, that's just wrong. me. You're not wrong. You're not yeah. wrong. But like this just it doesn't have that like but this doesn't have that sort of kick in the ass. Yeah. Yeah. Right. 
like like that huh i'm kind of turned on and kind of grossed out that i'm turned on well i also might vomit yeah yeah yep yeah it's uh subreddit confused boners yeah yeah (laughs) but like again the I love what they did with the puzzle box in this. I like that it had mm-hmm. like the multiple different configurations. I love that they actually made a full list of the different configurations because previously we'd only ever seen two of them, the first and the last. Because like the lament configuration, the Le Marchand puzzle box is, you know, what we typically know from the original movies, which was changed from the book because like the book, it's more like sliding wood kind of puzzle box mm-hmm. right um so like it still keeps a lot of the vibe of that original film's puzzle box but like expands it out and then ends in the leviathan configuration which we first saw in hellbound hellraiser 2 because that's like the god of their ma- labyrinth right so like it was cool and like i guess it's cool that if you like murder five people you get um you get a wish that's mostly horrible unless you choose life and then it's still oh, yeah, horrible yeah yeah <laughs> but, but somehow less horrible than like whatever reward you might get yeah i like i, I am curious because all right so i wrote down the six configurations we have lament lore lauderant liminal lazarus and leviathan like Leviathan, we see at the very end what power means, and power means being turned into a fucking Cenobite. Um, Lazarus, I'm guessing it's, you know, similar to, like, the monkey's paw story of, like, wishing them back to life, but, like, they're horribly mutilated because they've died. Yeah, they're just, like, a straight zombie, and you end up having to kill them again anyway, or something, I don't know. But they're unkillable because, you know, they're back to life. Uh, hey kids, watch the original 1972 mm-hmm. Amicus horror movie Tales from the Crypt if you want to see that story and more. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> then we know what their idea of sensation is, and sensation is pain. <laughs> I-, I would be curious what love is. Because, like, knowledge, I'm guessing, would just be, you know, knowledge of pain. <laughs> love of pain. Oh, yeah. I mean... I mean, maybe, maybe so it's kind of like that. Of... It's kind of like the Rick and Morty episode. Like that makes me feel bad, so that makes me feel good. <laughs> yep. I was gonna say, or or like you know, it, it's like CBT or something. Oh yeah, cognitive behavioral therapy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what exactly. we're talking about. Yeah, that's totally what I meant. Uh, if you didn't know what we're talking about, we're talking about cock and ball torture. The other CBT. Talking about cock and ball torture. Ugh. I don't know. That seems I feel like, like we've that talked would be about cock and ball torture on here more than once. Yeah, we have. Yeah, probably. That sounds like us. But yeah, I, I do love that life is just like, all right, fine. You get to go and live. Life's pain. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's fun, though. <laughs> yeah. And it's just, it's a little on the emo side. <laughs> life is pain. Yeah, I have. <laughs> I was going to say, I have a feeling that uh, staying clean is going to be real hard for her now. Yeah, I mean, especially what sites she's seen. (laughs) All right. I hate, like, I feel like I keep on shitting on this, but, like, there are things that I did like about it. Like, practical effects, I've mentioned that. Uh, I like Mm -hmm. 
you know, the puzzle box. That's what I was just talking about. Okay, cool. I am talking about things I like. Um, I love that they brought in the Christopher Young theme from the first two movies. Yes. Because, like, I, I hear like that, that dun, 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 and it's, like, rad. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, I mean, I, like, I I actually thought that... Um, Despite that the script not being great, I thought that uh, oh crap, the lead actress's name I don't remember. Yeah, um, well, I mean, I thought the she movie did a pretty solid job. Like nobody's. <laughs> yeah, right. but I thought she did a a, a really good job. She did, she did pretty well. Yeah, like given what she was handed for a script, right? I thought that she I'll did quite that. well. No, she gave a great performance. Um, I, yeah. I did dig a lot of the, uh, you know, Baphomet poses that, uh, Jamie Clayton's the priest, cause that's what she's credited as is the priest, mm-hmm. um, pinhead does like that was rad and using that to control the chains. Oh, cool yeah. stuff. Like that. There's like a lot of cool detail stuff, but again, it just comes back to like, the first half of the movie. Like, mm-hmm. move it along. <laughs> yeah. Like, either write with more depth or just cut this way the fuck back. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I don't even know why I really have to care about any of these characters. So why are you trying to make me? Like, also, like make it a slaughter fest. <laughs> right. Uh, I guess like genuine... that's as as a Hellraiser yeah. fan. Like, if you're not gonna make it sexy, then make it violent. Like, yeah, make it gross, right? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, genuinely asking, um, are there actually like houses like that in the Berkshires? And I, if so, oh, where? Just them? <laughs> yeah, I've not. I haven't seen them. I mean, I know that there's some really nice towns out there. Uh, like, not the, exactly like, fancy... like that. Like there are I like some manor houses. There. Sure. there are some manor houses out there, but like you know, you're better off yeah. driving through like through like Newport. Honestly, yeah, I was gonna yeah, say Newport, that looked like yeah. it belonged in Newport more yeah. than Berkshires, but I mean, I'm guessing it and... once belonged to a rich billionaire in. Uh, Serbia, because I think right. that's where it filmed. <laughs> ah, yeah, that will do it. Like I know. dug the fuck out of that house, though. Like oh, I keep on God, watching yeah. these things with like houses that I just think are like, fuck, man. I wish I owned that. Right. I mean, like, like I wouldn't I give a shit it if it's to be that big. <laughs> like I don't need it to be that big, but I want it to look like that on the inside. Mm-hmm. Like oh, all yeah. that wood and fucking chandeliers everywhere oh, and shit. Like and I want a real classic. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Real classy place, you know? Uh, but, like, I just recently watched uh, Flanagan's Haunting of Hill House recently, and it's like, oh, fuck, God, man, I don't give a shit if that house is haunted. I want that house. <laughs> all, all of that, right, exactly. <laughs> like, I, I will deal with the ghosts. We'll, we'll sit down and drink beers. <laughs> exactly. No, I'm, 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 I'm correct. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you you can have this house for free, but it's haunted. And it's okay. like sweet free house. <laughs> yeah. Cool free house. In this market, yeah. <laughs> it's like quick question, are you also gonna pay the taxes on <laughs> yeah. it for me? Yeah. It's tax exempt. <laughs> <laughs> 
those are the magic words. Uh, I hear that, man. It's technically a church. <laughs> Don't worry about this. <laughs> <laughs> I need you not to worry about that. This guy over here is a lawyer. <laughs> He'll help you, help you, help you. He's only been disbarred three times. 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 <laughs> is it Lionel Halt Huts? Uh, I hope so. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. America's favorite lawyer. Mm-hmm. Uh, I hate that we're only a half hour into this, and I've already—I don't even know what else to say. Yeah, we've. I I honestly think we've covered it. I think we've covered it. I don't think it, because there's there's not much to there's, say about it. There's just not there's not a lot of depth. I, yeah, I, I wish there was. Like, yeah, and honestly, Absolutely. oh man, oh man, I think I've decided on my verdict. That's depressing. Yeah, oh my god! Screw it. Oh. Don't see this fucking movie, dude. All right. Yeah. Watch the original. Watch some of the fun sequels. Watch Leprechaun in Space. Watch <laughs> Leprechaun 5 in the Hood. Watch Leprechaun 6. Back to the Hood. Oh my god. Oh my god. Yeah, they, oh, they go to the to Hood twice. Yeah. The 90s were weird, man. <laughs> oh, they sure Truth. were. All right. So, Liam, I, I guess that that's your verdict is a screw it. Screw it, man. All right. Emily? Oh man. Okay. I'm I'm going to say screw it, but like I wouldn't judge somebody for wanting to see this anyway because oh, sure. again, it's attractive. Like just recognize I've said this before, recognize that this is going to be a movie you're not going to want to return to over and over, but it it might I could see it being worth the watch once, but I would err on the side of screw it. Um yeah. Uh, and if you couldn't already tell what the fuck mine was going to be, I'm just as surprised as you guys. I am coming down on the side of screw it. Like as a big fan of Hellraiser and the property in general and Clive Barker in general, I'm surprised that I'm saying screw it, but um, I wouldn't fault anybody for watching it. I wouldn't fault you for wanting to watch it. I think that there are things about it that are worth watching, but ultimately, the movie's not worth watching, so I have to say screw no, it. Not... Wow. Wow. That's what a depressing really first bonus episode. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm really proud of you, T. Happy Halloween, guys. <laughs> uh, all right. Um, hey, Liam, why don't you plug your stuff? Hey, so I have a couple other podcasts. Uh, Three, actually, I have Ten Thousand Losses, which is a, a Philly sports and labor podcast. I have Well, There's Your Problem, which is a leftist engineering disasters podcast, and I'm on Lions Led by Donkeys, which is a military history and other shit that we find interesting podcast. <laughs> nice, uh, Emily. Why oh, don't yeah. you plug your shit? My 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 shit is our shit. Uh, TJ and I also have another podcast called New England Beer Reviews, where Which I've been we... on. You should go listen to it. <laughs> yeah, yes, <laughs> it's been a while. Episodes are a fucking come blast. On again yeah, sometime. we should get you on again. That'd be fun. Uh, but yeah, it's uh, I don't know. We have a good time. We dr- mostly drink a beer and talk about beer for the first half, and talk about pop culture for the second a lot of the time. Yeah, 
I like how That's our fun. formatting is like evolved with our fake commercials in the middle so that we'll never get That's... monetized. Uh, yep. <laughs> I, uh, I'm familiar. Oh. Uh, but yeah, we've been see it or screw it. Uh, I'm TJ Davis alongside Emily Schick and Liam Anderson. Um, you can check us out on Facebook and Twitter. You can listen to our podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. You can listen to all the other podcasts that we've mentioned wherever you listen to podcasts. Um, oh, you can give us money at patreon.com backslash S-I-O-S-I. That's how you'll be able to get access to future new releases after this one. Um, still got to make the fucking tears, but hey. <laughs> hey. We'll figure it out one of these That's days. The, we'll figure it out. That's the initials of our show. See it or screw it. S-I-O-S-I. Uh, anybody, final word? Happy don't Halloween, fuck. motherfuckers. Yeah, don't fucking see this movie. <laughs> Happy yeah. Halloween, motherfuckers. Uh, see this movie. If Shock Gilberfest. Yeah. Oh, there she is. <laughs> if you're a Hellraiser head, though, you'll you'll still watch it no matter what you, we say. You'll still watch so, it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, we hope that you've enjoyed Shocktober. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Bye.